let's do this. Hey, hi, hello. 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 <laughs> I know, it is so embarrassing to be like, hey, here's my new podcast, and then go completely MIA for a few months. Okay, so why did I do that? Because life. Okay, so first and foremost, I got a new job. Yay! Had to get myself comfortable with it. Traveled to a few places. My and my AD, she was like, <laughs> you want to do this? No, we're not going to do this. We're going to do something else. And I just said, okay, and went down with it. Um, my car broke down, which fucking sucked. Side note, um, I curse in these podcasts. Um, I know I should just like say at the beginning, but I'm just, the warning is there. Just so you know. Anyway, my car broke down, fucking sucked. And you know what sucked even more so? buying a car because holy hell like I get it I get it I get it y'all need to sell cars and inflation and all this shit yeah but like if I tell you that I will not spend more than x amount and I'm saying like this is out the door price x amount like I don't want to and you show me cars that are like Y squared amount, you're just wasting both our fucking times. How am I going to fucking change my mind? How am I going to change my mind on the fact that like, hey, I can't afford this. So why are we even going there? Like you could try as much as you want, but like, I literally cannot do that. Literally. You're wasting my time. I'm wasting your time. (laughs) It doesn't work out. But I did get a car. So I'm so happy about that. But holy hell, these last like couple months of like trying to look for a new car was the worst, the worst things. I have never gotten a root canal, but I feel like I would rather get a root canal. Okay, if I had to choose, I would not just randomly decide to get a root canal. I'm not going to let my cavities get that deep in. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, cars. They suck. Um, Responsibility. You know how it is. But yeah, so that has been what's been going on in my life. Also, Ginger, thank you so much for being so patient with me. I feel so bad for her, guys. Like, I was just a horrible person. I wasn't a horrible person. But I'll be like, hey, I'll try to get it through this day and this day. And it just never happened because life just kept getting more and more chaotic for me. And I know those types of people sucked. I know I suck. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But thank you so much, Ginger, for everything. Once again, check her up on Upwork, please. Upwork. Okay, enough of my rambling. Hi, my name is Liri Donaletti, and I like to talk about Boston babes because why the fuck not? Side note, if you couldn't tell, I am a feminist. I saw a video on YouTube from Grinsham College and Dr. Sheila Kanani, who is an educational outreach officer at the Royal Academy of Astronomy, which is an important factor of this, this whole Boston Babe episode, um, said something that really stuck to me. Well, a part of it. The part of it being... When being female was far more of a penalty than a success. And she was talking about, you know, back in those times. But honestly, let's be serious. I feel like 
that is still true in majority of the world. And let's not be like that, okay? All right, great. On to the next boss stem, babe. Number four. Okay, now you may have heard of this name, Herschel. Maybe from the Herschel telescope or any other way, honestly, I don't know your life, but I'm pretty sure that is a majority of the aspect. But you may have not have heard of Caroline Lucretia Herschel. Caroline Lucretia Herschel was born on March 16, 1750 in Hanover, Germany, with who was a German astronomer that discovered several comets. Many considered her and her brother, Frederick William, to be the parents of modern astrology. Kind of sounds like really weird, but let's just imagine them as like individual parents, like no one incest. Like, let's just, let's separate them. Anyway, her father, Isaac, was a bandsman in the Hanover Guards. Okay, so I googled it because literally my brain went straight to musician. <laughs> That's not what popped up. It just means a military figure. He married Anna Isley Mortician, and they had 10 kids together, six of which made it through childhood. And of course, Carolyn was one of them. She was the second youngest. When she was young, she didn't have the best features. And of course, her family was worried that she wouldn't be able to marry. And it's not like they were rich either. So how are they going to make someone marry her? So I guess it was a life of being single for Caroline. Okay, seriously though, it was kind of crazy that before puberty or like when any, like even teenagers, people think about this way about their own kids. And they just be like, oh, my five-year-old is never, ever going to get married. They're too ugly. It's weird. Let's not do that. Also, like, just, no, let's, let's just stop doing that. I don't know. It's weird. But like, also, what if people just want to be single for the rest of life? That's fine. Let people do whatever the fuck they want as long as they're not hurting everyone else and trying to say, like, since you don't believe in my beliefs, you should go to hell or go to jail or die or whatever. Let's just... Do whatever you want, as long as you're not infringing onto other people. Let's get on subject. Isaac wanted to have educated children, and yes, that also meant Caroline, too. She learned to read, write, and play violin. What she didn't do right away with mathematics and astronomy. That alone came from the inspiration of her father. He would take her out to observe the stars, and during this time she learned about constellations and observed comets. Oh, have you ever done that? Have you ever just went outside during like a meteor shadow? Because it's so beautiful. If you haven't, please do it once. Please go to a safe area with not a lot of light and just look at the stars and go during a meteor shower. It's mind-blowing. Okay. Caroline wrote in her memoirs that she would listen to her father and brothers, William and Jacob, talk, argue about signs. Because that's just, they would do it late at night too, first and foremost. But that's just what they love to do and it was their right to do it. They, they, they really went hardcore in these debates. I think in her memoirs she talked about like, it was like three o'clock in the morning or something like that and they would still be discussing this. And she loved to eavesdrop because... She actually got to learn a lot from this. Her father went to fight the French at the occupation in Hanover in 1757. When he returned in 1760, he was extremely ill. 
So Caroline ended up taking care of him until his death in 1767. After he died, Caroline realized she actually needed to continue doing what she loved. But the only thing that was getting in her way was her mother, who wanted her to be a proper woman. Her brother William was able to convince the mother to let her go to bathe in 1772, where he was an organist. William taught her singing as well and other musical skills. And after his lessons, he would go do some math, English, and during this process, he taught Caroline, who then became even more interested in astronomy. As he was constructing telescopes, she was right there learning with him. At the same time, she was also learning about algebra, geometry, and trigonometry, specifically spherical trigonometry. She soon started to help him with this hobby, which later became a career when he discovered Uranus in 1781. This discovery made him a full-time astronomer with a salary of 200 euros per year. I didn't do the math, so I don't know how much it is in present time, but it's probably like more than $10,000. I'm just going to say that. Okay, let's stop talking about William, but let's get back to Caroline. Thing is, she helped her brother so much. She would help him also by calculating the results from the previous night in which she ended up also making her own observations as well. And when he was away from home, she would just end up doing her own research because why the fuck not? In April of 1786, they moved to a new home in which they called their own observatory. That was where Caroline herself discovered her first comet on August 1st, 1786. This brought her some sort of fame, and of course, articles were written about her because, like, fucking duh. Badass, am I right? Also, before I continue, what exactly is a comet? Comets are very cold rocks. Okay, they're like snowballs with gas and dust, so they're also called, like, the dirty snowballs. They orbit in our solar system. We also have the Kuiper Belt which has dwarf planets and comets, along with Oort clouds, which has a lot of icy objects. It's just ice. It's just balls of ice, balls of gas, balls of icy gas that are dirty and gross. So during this time, the king awarded her a salary of 50 euros. Okay, so I did do the math on this. Okay, which is about $3,000 in today's world. So yeah, I was kind of right the first time with um, her brother. But I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because that's like way less than what her brother got. Anyway, so she was a professional astronomer because she ended up getting paid. She has a salary. Between the years of 1786 and 1797, she discovered eight comets and jumped on a new project that cross-referenced and corrected the John Flamesteed's Star Catalog, which was then submitted into the Royal Society which is a society that started in the 1600s where scientists hold meetings and talked about science, read about it, and honestly, it was just pretty damn pretentious. I'm pretty sure it's still a thing, but maybe not as pretentious. I just want to get in a group and just talk about science. Who doesn't want to do that? In 1783, both her and her brother used a 20-foot telescope to search for nebulas. He couldn't find them on his own, so he actually needed Caroline's help. 
The reason as to why she corrected the star catalog, the John Flamsteed's catalog, was because it was organized by constellations and not zones, which didn't really make much sense to her. She couldn't just say, hey, look at that Capricorn. Having more guidelines would make it easier for her to communicate with her brother when it came to finding nebulas. Her whole process was that she didn't want her brother to ask for everything and wanted to make it easier for him. Okay, I'm just amazed by her fucking brain. Just like, I'm going to make this easier for you. Don't worry, I got you. It was like, literally, she was born to do this. She was born to do this. She did it. She kicked ass at it. She was a boss den, babe. What can I say? Okay, also, side note. I actually had all of her prints of her comet discovery. And I realized this when I was doing research. Because, of course, looking at the stuff, they'll, like, pop up pictures and whatnot. And I was like, wait a second. I used to have this. And I think I still have it hung up on my wall in my room at my parents' house. I'm pretty sure. Over 500 stars were omitted from the whole star catalog, and Caroline was like, I'm gonna take a science break because why the fuck not? Okay, but in all actuality, it was kind of sad because she ended up taking a science break. I believe it was after her brother died. And the reason why she actually came back into the science world was because her nephew wanted to learn about it, and she taught him astronomy and he ended up taking over the observatory in slow so she basically went back to it because of him she ended up having her final entry on january 31st 1824 on the great comet of 1823 okay so once again i am going to read from celebrating women in mathematics and science by the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics, the book my mother gave to me when I was in high school. At 92, Caroline became a history of Herschel's work. She was frequently visited by mathematicians and scientists who passed through Hanover. In honor of Caroline's 96th birthday, King Frederick William IV of Prussia presented Caroline with the Gold Medal of Science. With typical modesty, she demurred because she had not done any astronomical work for years. This honor followed two other distinctions. In 1835, Caroline had been made an honorary member of the Royal Astronomical Society. The Royal Irish Academy then admitted her in 1836. Caroline's last written communication was a letter she wrote to John on December 3, 1846. Caroline died on January 9, 1848, two months shy of her 98th birthday. She was then, she was buried next to her parents. Her love of astronomy is reflected in the scripture she had prepared. The eyes of her who is glorified were here below turned to the starry heavens. I'm getting chills, you guys. That was really fucking cute. she actually ended up dying peacefully. And that's always a relief. So, let's talk about some of her achievements, shall we? The Catalog of Nebulas, which got her the Royal Academy of Astronomy's gold medal in 1828, ended up being, she ended up being the only woman to receive that. First woman, 
and another woman did not receive one until the early 1900s. She discovered eight comets. Her and her brother William helped discover over 2,000 nebulas, and she was the first woman astronomer. So, to my fellow Boston babes, once again, keep going, keep trying, don't let others tell you anything else. If you are in school, don't let those grades define you. And I meant this both ways. Don't be an arrogant ass and don't put yourself down. Work? Yeah, I know. It sucks. But take those breathers when you need them. Life in general? Fucking sucks sometimes. Put on your favorite music and do whatever you need, within reason, to get rid of those fucking bad vibes and continue onto your path. You got this. You're a fucking boss stem, babe. Just keep going. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I don't procrastinate and get my shit together, the next episode will be about none other than Sophie Germain. Hi, I'm Louis Donaletti, and I like to talk about boss stem, babes, because why the fuck not?